Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. God has always been faithful as we venture out in faith to meet us where we are. And he he still works and he's still working, constantly working. I know guys who've gone out and planted churches and they had thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars even sent with a church planting team to go out and plant a church. And God uses it. But man, am I grateful. (laughs) For the prayer, I remember when this kid, well, he wasn't a kid, but he was kind of like a kid, but he was a big guy, Danny. He sat down in his chair and it busted. You know, we had these plastic chairs that we were using for church, and he sat down on another one and it busted. And we're like, okay, we need to pray for chairs. And we were in the building that day. We were eating lunch when those chairs busted, and we were in the building painting and getting it all ready. It was just getting it fixed up. And I'm standing there by where the school office is now, just standing right there, and somebody comes to the door, and they're looking in the window, and... And I opened the door and I said, can I help you? And she says, are you guys starting a church here? And I said, yeah. And she says, do you guys need some pews? And I was like, what do you mean pews? And she's like, we have these really nice blue padded pews. And they're from Pentecostal church. They're a little bit squeaky, but it was awesome. You know, they just gave them these, these padded pews. I mean, it was just so awesome for years. We used those things. And then when we were done, we gave them to a cowboy church because they needed them. And it's just the way the, way the Lord provides Right, right when you need it. And so many, so many answered prayers in those early days and still today as we see this. And, and Pastor Chuck always taught us pastors where God guides, God provides. And that will always be true. God will supernaturally provide for those who step out in faith. This gives us an opportunity for people of each city also to be a part of what they're doing because as they go from city to city, It gave those people who saw the disciples of Jesus coming an opportunity to house them, to feed them, to be a part of the ministry that they were doing. So not only on the side of the disciples to see how God would provide for them, that they didn't need to take anything. They honestly only needed God. They only needed the power of the Holy Spirit and a relationship with Jesus, and then they could go anywhere or do anything. They didn't need to have a bunch of equipment and, you know, a bunch of, you know, stuff to take with them. Because God was going to provide. And that would be kind of the pattern that Jesus would show us and, and, you know, replicated by J. Hudson Taylor and Brother Andrew and so many who would just go out in faith and God would provide what they needed as they went. And so he would give them that pattern, but it also gives an opportunity for those who the Holy Spirit speaks to as those people are coming to say, I think I'm supposed to help you. And sometimes just supernaturally, they just show up and say, you know, the Lord told me to come and tell you, you're going to stay with me today. And such a beautiful thing when those types of things happen. And so they didn't need to take anything with them. He says, whatever house you stay in, stay there and from there depart. So Jesus tells them this because 
as much as we go out in faith and as much as we trust the Lord and as much as we, we want to do what the Lord tells us to do, the enemy wants to get in there too. And how often when somebody goes out and steps out in faith and, and they're like, wow, look what God did and look how God's provided and look how things have happened, that there's always somebody there to say, I want to open up my checkbook. They have the, they, they take the, the pastor out to dinner. They take the pastor out to lunch and they say, Hey, I want to give a million dollars. I'll write you a check right now. And, and wouldn't it be that the disciples would go and they'd stay with somebody and they'd be sitting with someone in the house and, and then the, someone would come over and they'd pray for them and someone would be healed and the rich guy who lives on top of the hill is like, I want a piece of that action. And so he comes and he says, hey, come stay with me in the big house and you can have your own room and we'll put you up and it'll be nice. And there's always a deceitfulness to that, isn't there? There's, there's this, this temptation to be, to start out in faith, but hey, now somebody's providing and I don't have to worry about those things anymore. And so we have to be careful and on the watch for that. You know, I, for that reason, I never look at what anybody gives within the church. You know, people give money, the tithes and offerings are counted by other people, and I never, I want to know what the bottom line is, but I don't want to know what each individual giver gives. So I have no idea who gives what within this church. And, and the reason that I keep it that way, not that I have to, you know, I know a lot of pastors who look at what everybody gives and they're, you know, hey, you need to be given more, you know, or whatever. I just don't want to treat anybody different. So for all I know, you're the biggest giver in this church or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. What, what I want you to do is grow in Jesus, but I don't want to be tempted. And I've actually I had a guy come to me one time. He's like, you know, I want you to, I think we should change these things. I think we should do these things. And he says, do you realize how much money I give to this church? And I said, I don't, and I don't care. That's between you and the Lord. And then the offering went way down. But praise the Lord. Because I'm not going to be bought by anybody. I have to do what the Lord tells me to do. And I think it's important that that's the way that ministry goes. And so verse 5, it says, and whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So sometimes God sends us to be a witness. And sometimes God sends us to, he always sends us to be a witness, but sometimes he sends us for fruit. And sometimes he sends us as judgment. You know, we, we make a big deal about that. You know, somebody goes to a place, they start a church. We want to see, you know, as we support them, we want to see big numbers. We want to see the church grow. We want to hear reports of, yeah, you know, I baptized 50 people this week. You know, I want to, I want to hear that as I, I'm sending my money and support. But maybe like Noah, who built an ark and, and for 120 years was a witness to these people, a preacher of righteousness, the Bible tells us, poorest preacher you ever heard of. Only people who got saved were his three sons and their wives and his wife, praise the Lord, for that, but nobody else. And after 120 years of witness, as they built this giant, huge ship, they went in and the Lord closed the door and everybody perished. And sometimes God sends you to a place as a witness against them. You know, I, I often think of this, you know, sometimes God sends and you have tremendous fruit, you know, unexpected fruit. You know, I love to read those stories. Those are the ones I like to read. I don't like to read the story about the guy who went on the mission field, went to the the natives, and, and then they roasted him. <laughs> like literally on a spit and ate him. You know, that happens. A witness against them. I like to hear the story where they went and like a million people got saved. And everybody, you know, and there's a lot of stories about both. You know, and, and that's all all up to God as to how that's going to shake out when everything comes down. 
But I think of the story of Jonah. Because here was a reluctant missionary. God says, go to Nineveh. What does he do? He books a ship to Spain. I'm going to go the opposite way as far as I can to Europe. I'm going to hide out in the barrios of Europe and nobody will ever find me. Well, you can't really run from God, right? And so as he's in the ship, in the bow of the ship, he's trying to hide from God at the very bottom, covered under a bunch of nets and hiding underneath things, and God can still see him. And there's this big, you know, you know the story, big waves and everything, and everybody finally figures out it's Jonah, and he confesses, it's me, and they throw him overboard. And the fish swallows him. And I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know exactly how the story went. Maybe it spit him up there on the, on the Mediterranean right in, in Israel. I don't know. And he walked all the way to Nineveh. But I would think that the fish would give him a boost and go down the horn and up the Tigris or the Euphrates and spit him out on the shore right there next to Nineveh. I just kind of think that's how it went down. And so he gets up, you know, skin bleached white, covered in seaweed, walking into Nineveh, and he preaches the gospel to them. What was the gospel? 40 days in your toast. That's all he said. He didn't say anything else. He didn't like say, hey, repent. God is coming. You're going to, no, he's just like 40 days and you're overthrown. That's, that was the message. 40 days and you are overthrown. And he walked through the city and then he went up on the hill and he sat on the hill. Now you have to understand that Jonah going to Nineveh was like a Jew going to Nazi Germany and preaching to Hitler and, and his guys. That's what it would have been like. And that's why he didn't want to go. He hated those people. They were, they were awful to the Jewish people. And so he went through and he sat up on the hill and he camped out under a gourd and he couldn't wait to watch the fire fall. He wanted to see the fireworks, to see God toast those people. He was so angry with them. God reasons with them, say, hey, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people don't know the right hand from the left hand. They're just little kids and cattle and much cattle. Well, what happened? The people repented in sackcloth and ashes. Even their cows repented. Read it. It says that. <laughs> Even their cattle repented. And, and I don't know, they covered them in ashes, I guess. I don't know. But, but the people repented. And, and what's the story? What's the purpose of the book of Jonah? You know, we wonder that. You know, well, obviously don't disobey God when he tells you to go, go. That's a good application, right? But what's the point? What's the point? The point of the book of Jonah is a witness against Israel. I've sent so many prophets to you. I've sent so many people to you to preach and to warn and to tell you that judgment is coming and you would not repent. And yet one guy goes into Nineveh and didn't even give a good message. And everybody repented. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.